Welcome to the Cinema Beef Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gary Hill, and with me tonight is Iris. Hello, hello. How are you? How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? Doing fine. How was that con? Was, you went to con. I went to a con on Saturday. Yeah, for for a while. It was it was it was it, it was called um oh Comic Con Revolution uh, in Chicago. Well, technically Rosemont. I'm I'm not a, stick, a stickler for that, but. They tend to have cons in Rosemont because it's not in the city, so it's cheaper to put them on. So when they call it Comic Con Revolution Chicago, it's not in Chicago, but it's pretty close. Um, <laughs> it felt like a, it felt like um, like old time Comic Con, like where they weren't there weren't a ton of celebrities there, and a lot of vendors there and a lot of artists there. So it felt <clears throat> really loose, and I, I, I like it like that. Sometimes, sometimes it's nice to have that to have that around. Um, Very cool. Yeah, my buddies from California came in and uh, to to peddle their wares. They do a book called Guns a Blazing. If you guys want to look for that, I, I recommend you should because uh, if you guys like cowboys and time travel and dinosaurs and muscle cars, and knowing those guys, girls with giant breasts. Uh, mm. you, guys, you guys might like Guns of Blaze and you guys should check it out. Um, nice. Support your starving artist people. It's very important stuff. You know. Um, so it's good to see those guys. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the both of them since 2003. So was, we've been keeping in touch, you know, over the internet and stuff like that. But not. I haven't seen those guys in a long, long time. So it was nice to catch up. And I couldn't. I couldn't stay out, or else I probably would have went and got shit faced with those guys, you know. But I. I could I had to go to work in the morning, so <sighs> responsibilities. You know, <laughs> right? Adulting sucks. Yeah, adulting does suck. But that was a good time. I, I, I got. It's always a good time when I can go talk to Ming Chen about hockey because whenever I see Ming Chen from the comic book man, we always talk about hockey for a good twenty five minutes, and that, that's always fun. Just catching up with the that tiny Asian man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but but tonight we're we're here, and we have a special guest uh, from the Horror Mafia podcast. Uh, one of the capos over there. Uh, some folks call him Donny Donny Tank Tops. I call him my friend Donnelly is here. How you doing, sir? Hey, what's going on? Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, always welcome, man. You want to do something? Just let me know. I'm I'm real loose about it. Dude. <laughs> I need more content anyway, Don. We we'll, we'll get something to we'll make something happen. You know. Definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for first thing, first things first, I guess. I'll ask our guest Don what he's been watching lately. Um. Well, funny you should ask because I have uh, two recent watches that are uh, quite. Uh, they match up nicely with uh, tonight's features. Uh, both of these were uh, films that were sent to me for review, so uh, you should see them out and about by now. Um, 
being published and whatnot. The uh, first one is a film called Triple Threat, which um, it's being published. It's being like brandished as like the Expendables with Asian action heroes. This is like the Tony Jaa one, isn't he in this movie? Right. Yeah. 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 yeah um, it's Tony Jaa, um, Iko Uwai from The Raid. Yep. Uh, Tiger. Chen, who I'm unfortunately not familiar with. Um, I think he was in Man of Tai Chi with Keanu Reeves, but um, yeah, um, I know more of the American side. Uh, Scott Atkins, yes. Michael Jai White, Michael Bisping. Um, yeah, I know those guys more. Um, yeah, this movie is a ton of fun. I, lo- I really like it. Um, I've been wanting to catch it. I've, I've seen it out and about. He had a really short yeah. stint at the movie theater. Yeah, um, it's probably too plot-heavy for its own good, but the action scenes are top-notch, and I really, really like them. So, yeah, um, that would be a first watch. And then uh, the second one would be, um, I'm not sure if it's as publicized as it should be, called uh, Unity of Heroes. It's uh, another kung fu film. Um Anyone here familiar with uh, Wong Fei Hung, the character? I don't think uh, so, Don. I couldn't tell you for sure. Yeah, okay. Um, well, if you're familiar with uh, the Once Upon a Time in China series with yes. Jet Li, uh, supposedly it's the same guy, although it's an, it's the same folk hero. He's a uh, character in Chinese uh, folk folklore. Um, supposedly like one of the greatest martial artists that ever lived, you know, like one of those kinds of people. So, uh, anyway, the film is about um, Fei Hung. He he's supposedly a medicine man, like a heal, like a spiritualistic healer. He comes into contact with this new drug that's being shipped into the country under the pretenses of a local hospital that's trying to cure people of their opium addictions, and they're actually distributing it out as one of the treatments for the addiction. And so he has to go in and battle and he has to, you know, kick people in the face and beat them up to try to stop it from escaping the city and out into China as a whole. So, yeah, it's a really nice old school um, type of film. Lots of good wire works. Um, And there's actually a nice little uh, subplot involving, um, well, I don't want to give away too much, but there's a nice little double that happens that uh, most people may or may not see, but really makes the movie a lot of fun. So, yeah. Um, these are on the WellGo label. They get a lot of the yeah, Asian both, stuff. I know. Yeah, both of these are from uh, WellGo. Yeah, you can find them. They're they're both available on uh, Blu-ray, DVD, digital, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I prefer Triple Threat, but uh, Unity of Heroes isn't bad either. So, yeah, hey, no yeah. problem with Scott Atkins making more movies. I I just watched one. Um, I don't want to. I, I, I got to watch a little bit. I didn't watch all of it. Called Avengement, it was called. That just came to VOD recently. And hmm. uh, that's that. Those are Scott Atkins is uh, exemplary, be, really fitting into this new action star role. Yeah, um, I've been a fan of his. <laughs> I was a fan of his um, ever since Undisputed Two. I think. Yeah, yeah, Bo- Boyka. Yeah, yeah, Boyka. Yeah, I, re- I caught that one one day, and I was like, "Holy shit, who's this guy?" And, uh, yeah, I, 
I, he's done like three or four Van Damme movies with them, and those are always fun. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, fan of Van Damme's direct-to-video efforts. So I believe he's in the first Expendables movie as well. Uh, no, the second one, because that's the, the one where one, he's okay. Van Damme. Yeah, he's Van Damme's henchman in that yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> such a stupid name for a character. <laughs> I know. Uh, such a stupid name, but such a good movie. I, lo- I really like part two. Oh, yeah, just just a story with Chuck Norris and talking about the Cobra. <laughs> Making a joke of himself. I love it so much. <laughs> Anything else, Don? Uh, nothing really that's uh, worth bringing up. Yep, that's a uh, few little odds and ends here for um, screeners and stuff like that. But yeah, those would be the uh, two highlights, Triple Threat and Unity of Heroes. Fair enough. Iris. Me, what I've been watching? Hmm, um, a lot. Okay, uh, There's this thing on Netflix with Renee Zellweger, What and or If. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Renee Zellweger plays this wonderful, wonderful, manipulative, you know, that that just confident bitch of a woman. And it's just amazing to see her in a role like that instead of being, you know, the cutesy in a rom-com or, you know, her usual roles um, or, you know, the you had me at hello bullshit. Uh this role for her is just amazing. And I really, I mean, we binge watched is what we did with this. And I was just very amazed. And I, I'm really hoping that they pick up a second season. It looks like um, they left it where they could end it there if they wanted to, but they could also, you know, carry on. And I hope it really does carry on because her role in that was just amazing. And um, see what else have I been watching? That's pretty much it, except for uh, stuff for the other podcasts that I'll be doing. But yeah, um, I've spent a lot of my time. There's ten episodes, so it's about ten hours of watching Brene Zellweger just be amazing, and mm. it was really good. But besides that, that's what I've been watching. Yeah, uh, I've been catching up on a lot of TV because I, I watch I watch stuff on the CW network. You guys know this, and if you guys didn't know, um, when the season ends and I missed a whole lot of episodes, they do dump them on Netflix very quickly. So I, I watched the whole last season of Arrow, and that was pretty lackluster. It's, I, I'm starting to get. I'm I'm so glad that Arrow is almost almost done because I've invested six years in. They have a shortened season next season, but they do this thing to where they drag on plot lines way too long. Whereas, like, a show like Legends of Tomorrow has, like, 17 episodes. That's how long Arrow needs to be. It needs to cut five episodes off of that, that docket just to make your storyline more cohesive. Because you don't have enough to show me in, in a lot of crying, Oliver's in jail, blah, blah, bullshit. But you got to get a lot of good character actors in this season, so there's that. But they spend way too much time doing stuff. That's always been Arrow's problem, but... Like I said, I'm invested in the series. I've been watching it for a long time. So I have to see where it goes from here. But uh, what did the suck? You know, you know, I love Riverdale. And let me tell you, it had one of those endings of the season where you say, the fuck? You know, you, you want that next season even more. Because if you're not watching it, people, and I know you say, oh, 
Gary likes this stupid fucking soap opera. Let me tell you, though. I know a lot of folks who got into this stupid fucking soap opera. They got they went balls deep into the soap opera. Because it's, it's kooky as fuck. And, and I love it. Uh, <laughs> it just keeps getting stranger. And uh, I, I, I love it to death, man. Um, as far as uh, uh, more Netflix stuff. Um, there, there's lots of Netflix stuff. I, I watched, started watching Historical Rose with Jeff Ross. And the comedy and those things are... are would be offensive to most, but that's that's what a roast is all about. Because they, they're they're all self done for comedy, of course. They have actors playing these different people. There's an episode on Anne Frank, in which Gilbert Gottfried plays Adolf Hitler, and you, you know where that went. If you guys don't Adolf, you know what Gilbert Gottfried does. And there's a joke about an oven about five about three minutes in, and <laughs> yeah. It, if if you're offended easily, don't watch it. But if you want to laugh, you can, you know what comedy is. You could you could determine what somebody means and what comedy is. You'll laugh at this stuff, and I I I appreciate it because somebody did this, and it's 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 really funny. Oh God, other stuff. Um. Oh, I watched the first episode of Swamp Thing, and big surprise, it's fucking awesome because it's dark and. Uh, Derek Mears stepped into that role, playing Swampy, and the it, it, it's, it's a nice blend of Swamp Thing between physical and practical effects. He is in a suit, and I love that that they went with that, not just like let's do some mocap stuff and presuppose uh, the mossy body on him. No, he he is in a suit for the most most of most of the time you see him on screen. I watched the first episode. I think the the DC Universe um, app is is killing it. I, I I think it's worth your money to to get it because <clears throat> some of the best stuff you're gonna watch is on there as far as like comic book related stuff. Doom Patrol's real good. That's real good. Titans is real good. They got the new Young Justice show on there if you guys like that sort of thing. Um, they have a lot of the older stuff like the Wonder Woman series. And the Shazam series, all in HD. If you want to get your kid into comics, and I, I stress you guys to get your kids into comics, they have a massive digital comic library at your disposal if you subscribe to DC Universe. And I'd recommend it if you want to get your kids into comics. Just, just they got the finger on the pulse with this, and I, I think that they're doing great work and putting out great content. Not, not this potter lame. Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, two and a half hour fucking dribble. I, 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 they're they're getting it right, and I love it so much. They're making, they're making comic book television for adults, and it's and it's amazing. And uh, it's one thing I, I, I was so excited to see it because I, I've loved this character since I was a boy. I've never got to meet uh, Dick Durock, the the original guy in the suit, and that was always one of my biggest regrets that he passed away. That I never got to meet him. I met a lot of people, but Swamp Thing wasn't one of them. People, and I've I've always that's always sad to me, and uh, I've always loved the character. I've always I, I even love Man Thing. That's a uh, that's Marvel's version of Swamp Thing. <laughs> um, if you're a mossy creature, I probably like you. Um, that's 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 about it, really. Though there's I've been watching a whole lot of like movies and stuff. I, I a lot of like rewatches. Like I have I have traditions like anybody else, you know when. Summer's coming. I'll watch like the Sandlot like three or four times or and stuff like that. And I, uh, 
Yeah, I've been meaning to catch stuff, but I haven't caught it. There's there's lots of stuff on the list, people, and I'll I'm sure I'll talk more about that on the next episode. But um, now it's for our next segment of the show, which is that lovely segment called the Beef Bitches and Mashed Potatoes. Okay, who gets the burly uh, beef? I ordered barbecue beef. I think that's mine, but I didn't who order gets fries. Who the barbecue beef? Mine's the Duke Deluxe. Okay, who gets the burly beef? Donny Rings, anything pissing you off today, sir? Uh, if you caught me a couple of days ago, I would have been bitching about this guy from my work. Just one of the biggest assholes I've ever seen. Just um, okay. So I'm for the for those that don't know, um, I do work at um, like a fast food restaurant, like. I mean, I know Jamie's like a – I'm not sure what kind of a restaurant she works at, but I know she works there. But I'm pretty much like – I guess you could say like a gopher. Like I'll work around the restaurant. I'll do anything, you know, man somebody, you know, somebody at the cash register done, you know, janitorial work, fine, you know, pots and pans, bussing tables, whatever I do that. So a few days ago, I'm working at the register, and this guy hands me his bill, and I'm typing him up. So I'm trying to type out this – I'm trying to type out his order, and all of a sudden, he starts getting real antsy. It's like, come on, come on, hurry up. So I'm looking at him, and I'm like, sir, I'm trying to type your order up here. Look how long this is. It's like you know, halfway down my arm. Like I'm going to need a while to type this up. So he's – gets antsy and he starts in again and he's just starts screaming like you incompetent asshole do your fucking job and this little girl from the family behind him he she starts crying because apparently the guy got upset so he turns around and says shut up you'll get your turn and i'm sitting there like why am i making this asshole you know do what he's doing like he's physically cursing out a little girl and I'm sitting there and I'm like conflicted. Do I type it out? Do I curse him out? Do I make the whole situation go longer? And luckily my manager comes out cause he hears the ruckus and he starts, you know, going off on the guy. And so I'm sitting there, I type up while he's doing that. So I'm, it looks like I'm trying to work and just, uh, one of those things where it's like, dude, relax. I'm working on it. You see how long your order is. Realize that it's going to take me more than two seconds to put your order into the machine and type it out. And then to have the gall to scream at a little girl who I wouldn't put it past her if she was five. Ugh, just, I mean, luckily it's one of those where I'm not, as mad as I could have been, you know, luckily it diffused without much, much more beyond that. But yeah, just one of those where it's just infuriating to have to sit there and watch that. And you really can't do anything because like, what are you going to do? Are you going to confront the guy and make it last longer? You know, maybe he starts something, maybe he doesn't, you know, what do you do in that situation? And 
I did the only thing I could do. Luckily, it didn't go any further than it did, but still. So yeah, I, I work uh, in the morning with people yeah, every every overnight morning, and some people are built for that job. Some mornings I'm not, so it's like you catch me on a wrong day. There's a good chance I might step off, but you know it's. That's that's the joy of not having my boss around about ninety nine percent of the time. So if yeah. I see, if I see him once a month, I'm lucky. Let's put it that way. Yeah, same here. It's one of those where, you know, this is probably like the third or fourth time that that's happened, and I've been there for going on, you know, going on ten months now. So this yeah, it's this is like you know, right done. Yeah, this was the guy he. The, he came in. I think he was like paying for his. For, for, he was paying for his like group or whatever. So yeah, um, he was alone. I didn't see him come in with anybody. But then there's so many people that go by. I wouldn't have recognized him no matter what. But yeah, he, he came up, and then there was a family in line behind him. So I, I assumed he was paying for his family just based on how many, how like how large the order was. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's, like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah uh, that's the joy of uh, working anywhere like that, really retail for food service. You're going to run into that fucking person that makes you want to rip their face up, but you can't act on those feelings. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. And I mean, you know, you try to remember your training. You're, it's like, you know, they always say, you know, diffuse the situation, don't confront them. But then it's like, you know, your humanity takes over and you want to. You want to step in and, you know, like, tell him off, but then, like, you know, what's going to happen? Is he going to pull a knife on me because I talk back to him? Like, you know, what good did that do? So, yeah, it's just one of those where a few days ago, if you would have asked me, I would have been, you know, ranting and raving and foaming at the mouth. But a few days removed, cooler heads have prevailed. You know, we've forgotten long about it. So There's a guy I work with. I've thought about many times just about whipping out my dick and pissing on his leg and establishing dominance. <laughs> this, guy, this guy, I'm not going to name his name or anything, but he's a really angry militant black guy who go on about the police being after him and like the ATF being after him. And they'll just snap off on you for no reason. Like one day he was talking to me, like something happened. I forget what it was. And he's telling me, you know, I guess I won't do my my job. I, we, we, I work in a paper warehouse, and he he's a route driver. He told me he wasn't going to do his route. I was like, well, it has nothing to do with me. I told him flat out. <laughs> he started. He didn't like what I heard. What he heard, so he, he's going off more and more. Starts talking down to me like I'm some kind of fucking lower being. So I, t- I told him flat out, you're not going to talk to me like I'm a dog or something. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not a lesser human than you are. You know, so basically apologize. But he wasn't going to apologize. But then I just walk away from that and. You know, because 24-year-old Gary would have, you know, probably would have had a couple of shots and knocked him on his ass, but not not 39-year-old Gary. No, well, he can't do that now. <laughs> He's a little more disciplined, this Gary, see? Man. Oh, man. Iris, what about you, girl? Um, I don't have much bitches. I think um, mine are just... Um... I've been pretty cool this, this week, actually, and this whole month uh I'm excited about the little man's birthday is on Wednesday, so yes. we're going to be doing that. He's going to be five. Five, oh. Gary. Five years old. Massive, cool. Uh, 
it's just amazing. And um, and he's doing just the coolest thing. He'll walk up and like with the little chicks, I'm like, you know, they're fragile, so you can't mess with them. He goes, fragile, grandma, fragile. <laughs> I'm like, dude. I think it's Italian, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He goes, it's it's fragile. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I feel sorry for his teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. You've raised a smart he, ass. Congratulations. Yeah. What else did you expect him to be? That's okay. <laughs> no, uh, that. And then I got my little chickies and they're fun. So, you know, I still have to build their coop, but I got another six weeks. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, things have been pretty good, but you know, tomorrow's another day. <laughs> yeah. It's always another day. Yeah. Mm. Oh man. And I'm so happy I don't have to work with people anymore. Well, that, I'm, you know, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm at home. You know, I work from home. Um, I don't have to deal with people face to face. So uh, that's very I, helpful. <laughs> I say this with all the sincerity, you lucky bitch. <laughs> oh, yes. Believe me. I, I I thank the gods every morning when I can come to my little office over here, turn on my computer, and start working. Nice, nice. Telecommuting is the, the most awesome thing in the world. Yeah, in case you guys didn't know, Iris is raising chickens now, so she can clean. Yeah. So she can clean filthy eggs, you know. No, if they're filthy eggs, then they have parasites, and you need to do something about that. Man, oh man. <laughs> Believe paras- me, they're parasitic eggs. Come on, I ew, 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 ew. No, I, I've been doing like about two years worth of research to make sure I get this all right. But that's just the way I am. I'm an analyst. That's what I do. Cool. I hope they they uh they make some nice embryos for you to eat. And uh, yep. yes, mm. damn, you should raise some pigs too. Be all set for breakfast. See. Um, you know, I I know, right? Bacon and eggs. <laughs> oh man, me? Yeah, I don't have a lot to bitch about either. It's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I can go on about today's political climate and how people in the South are stupid about this abortion shit. Because I, I could, I can talk for an hour about this, about how how stupid these people are and uh, how much money they're going to lose from all these. These productions pulling their 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 their, uh, their, their actors out of their, their state to for the for the tax credits and they're, they're, it's it's a, it's a world that we live in to to, to where you know I, I I can't stand people and the way they think and it's not the way I think I understand that but saying that you know you know, you, you can't have an abortion if you know your 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 uncle knocked you up and you don't want the baby it's just ridiculous. I, I don't I don't I don't like that. It's really strange and sorry to get all political on you guys, I know, but this these are things that upset me. <laughs> you know? I've I've always been pro choice to an extent, you know, but it, I I'd say I'm I'm about ninety five percent pro choice. There's that, that small margin in there to where <laughs> you know, I think some people shouldn't re- reproduce. Again, this is the time of year where Gary hates children. T- t- tomorrow is when children get out of school. Pretty much oh, around no. here. Stay, <laughs> stay the fuck out of my multiplex when I'm there. Cause, and not just small children. I'm talking about like 17-year-old children who weren't beat as children. So they act the fool in public. The the, the group of 14-year-olds whose mom, whose mom drops them off at the mall just so they can fuck off. 
I, I endorse these 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 malls now that uh, require an adult to be with these children in the malls now. People are like, oh, it's a violation of rights. Now your kids don't know how to act. Okay, but children don't have rights. Really, they don't know. They don't know how constitutionally. To act. So constitutionally, the, the, a child is not the, the the right that they once had to wander around a mall. They ruined that. They fucked it up. So you know what? Now they gotta have an adult walking around with them now. You know. Yeah, uh, I think it's dumb. I, I I like the idea too because when you're walking around with a four or five year old that you sometimes have to drag along because you know everything is shiny and they're squirrels, um, and then you've got these kids that are walking around that don't care if they bump into you and it's like, mm, yeah, you know, it's like man, if I didn't have this kid with me, I would teach you something, but you know. I mean, you, you were part of the, the the deep mall culture, I'm sure, Iris, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Oh, heck yeah. But you know what? We didn't go around goofing off and, and like, being rude and stuff, you know? I'm, we I'm, were... sure, I'm sure your biggest crime was loitering, and that's about it, really, you know? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Or, you know, out in the parking lot doing things we're not supposed to, but yeah. Well, th- th- describe what you're not supposed to be doing. No, I'm playing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not it's talking that wacky rec- tobacco man not talking about wacky those, tobacco. Those, those jazz cigarettes are we you know that those kids are talking about you know those jazz cigarettes uh, I don't know what that thing is I'm an, I'm an innocent uh, thought, thoughtful mind here you know uh-huh. yeah. yeah never never that you know again <laughs> refer to 22 year old Gary you know <laughs> he, he sees some shit back in those days uh, can't do it now. I have like two beers now. And I'm like, whoa! I gotta sit down for a minute. You know, uh, yeah, that's it, really. That, that's I have a lot of gripes, but you know what? <laughs> Act right, society. That's my big thing. Of course, it's it's summertime in Chicago now, so people are dying, and it's a fucking shame. And you, you can put place to blame on many many things, but it's it's still it's still Chicago in the summertime. Although it's like 60 degrees today, which I'm not mad at. Somebody said it was like 95 in California. I was like, y'all can have that shit. I'm so fucking happy it's 60 degrees in June. It's not even funny. So not not a lot of stuff is is bringing me down today. It's it's because it's nice outside, and I'm not sweating through my clothes. So <laughs> it's, there's that. Um, but yeah, let's leave all the nasty stuff behind. You know, call, calm uh, calm Donnie down so you don't kill no customers. You know. I, Call, call me if you need a friend, Donnie, okay? I love you, brother. Uh, we're doing two movies tonight. I, I don't even know what we're going to call this show yet, so I'm going to call it Untitled Hong Kong Team-Up Show. I think that'd be a lot of fun. And uh, We're doing two films in which, you know, they have, you know, pretty successful martial artists, uh, stars in, in, in them, at least. We're doing uh, Meals on Wheels, which features uh, Sam O'Hung and directed by Sam O'Hung as well. Uh, and Jackie Chan, and I, for, I forget the third guy, but I've probably seen him. Yun Biao, Yun Biao. I'm sure we'll get into it, man. I, I've seen him and stuff. I'm sure. I just can't tell you what that is. And uh, yes, madam, which figures, which, which figures, figures indeed, uh, features uh, Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle Yeoh, who's mm-hmm. uh, been in tons of those things. And uh, she closes the guy's dick in a book within the first two minutes of this movie. It's kind of hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do first, so uh, I, I, I'm going to say we're going to do Yes, Madam first, because they're both just about as fun as each other, and uh, we'll get to that right after this. Hey, it's your boy, Donnie Rings, host of the Horror Mafia podcast. 
I'm joined by my associates, Baby Joy. Hey, yo, how you doing? Como está? And Big Bill Casanelli. Hey, bafangul, bafangul, all right? And together, the three of us will take you, the listener, through our unique take on the horror genre. And sometimes mob movies, too. We are the mafia, you know. We serve up a little antipas to get you in the mood. A little gabagool, a little super sad, a hot sausage, a piece of mozzarella, crack Sicilian olive, forget about it. As well as a wide variety of entrees to manja. Whether the classic film review or our list episodes. You'll always get an exquisito dish served. Hey guys, how can we forget? Daniel's torture. Ah! Fucking Dawn! So come join us in the back room at Horophilia Studios for a sit-down with the Horror Mafia podcast. We'll make you an offer you can't refuse. Or you'll be sleeping with the fishes. Crime wave is raging out of control. Now, two cops from different worlds must fight to end the war. And when it comes to breaking the rules, they're going all the way. Assassins. Uh, yes, madam. Uh, from 1985. Yes, madam. With an exclamation point, actually. I had to <laughs> get that going on. It's from 1985. I don't see a rating because I probably didn't get one here or, or even have a release here, maybe. I don't even know. But um, it says TVMA. So it probably played on TV somewhere here, and that's the rating that it got. <laughs> um, yeah, this stars, we mentioned, Michelle Yeoh, Cynthia Rothrock. And a whole bunch of other Asian people that are awesome. Mad Dog, who's played by a guy named Fat, Ch- Fat Chung, who has an amazingly bad mustache in this movie. Amazingly <laughs> bad fake mustache. Uh, basically, your plot of the Yes Madam is two bumbling idiots uh, come across uh, a, a microfilm. Well, they, they steal a passport that has a, a secret microfilm inside that's going to implicate this big bad Asian gangster. And this is lost the whole time, and they're the ones that stole it. So this, they run a follow these two police detectives, played by Michelle Yeoh and Cynthia Rothrock, who, of course, uh, get in the mix with this. They find out about the microfilm, lose it, get fake ones, yada, 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 and, of course, have to take down the bad guys in the end. That's the crux of this uh, super powerful lady martial arts. Uh, awesome movie. But I'm going to kick it to our guest first, Donnie Rings. Ask him what he thought of Yes, Madam. All right. Um, I've long been a fan of this movie. Um, I've 
been aware of this for probably well over 20 years now. And uh, this is so much fun. Um, yeah, it's probably my favorite of these Hong Kong female-led team-ups, which pretty much came about because of the success of this one. But uh, yeah, um, you've got both girls in fine form. You've got tons of hard-hitting action. Maybe some of the comedy is a little hit and miss, but overall, oh, this is a ton of fun. And that's it. Iris, go girl. Oh, dude. Okay, so this movie is amazing. And if you really think about it, uh, most of these movies, you don't watch it for the uh, plot. You don't watch it for... Uh, any uh, character development or anything, you watch it for the choreography. And in this movie, both um, uh, Cynthia Rothrock and Michelle are in top form choreography-wise. The fights in here are very nicely done. And um, it was a real enjoyment. And then, of course, um, there's just like these really cute things that, um, you know, a lot of these Hong Kong movies do. Like uh, the the bumbling idiot thieves, aspirin, strepsil, and panadol. Those are all like <laughs> like Tylenol pain relieving type of things, which I I thought that was kind of cute. Um, a first time watch for me, and I really really enjoyed it. It gave me everything I like to watch in these movies. You've got the the dumb westerner who is trying to move in and do things, but you know, screws things up. You've got the bumbling idiot thieves or the bumbling idiot fools that get involved into everything. And then you've got the two strong martial art characters or, you know, that are in the movie. So this really gave me everything I wanted to see uh, when I watch one of these films. Uh, Especially, and you can't go wrong, anytime you watch anything with Cynthia Rothrock, you know that you're going to get some good martial arts. Uh, Whether it's choreographed by her or not, it's still fun to watch a woman kick ass the way she does. And then to be joined with, you know, Michelle, which is basically their, you know, the Hong Kong version of Cynthia Roth. Yeah, they're about, they're about. And who doesn't love to watch her, you know? Yeah, they are. And, and what. And another thing I liked is like, well, they they were both on on the same footing. You know, it wasn't like one was better than the other or anything. They they were both there at the top and they shared that. And it was really nice to see because in, in some movies like um, the next one that we're going to talk about, you can always see where one is more of a master than the other. But in this one, both ladies were right there. They were equals. And I really, really enjoyed that. So this was a. This was an excellent, fun movie for me. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it later on with Meals on Wheels, but um, the guys in those movies have yeah. very different fighting styles, whereas Cynthia and, and Michelle are pretty much in sync, like the same, you know. And it was beautiful. It was like like this beautifully choreographed ballet. And another thing was that John Sham, which is Strepsil, was in both movies. Cool. Yeah, I'd imagine that happens a lot. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's right. It's it's like Hong Kong kung fu flicks, but um, I think he was the one of the I think the laughing patient or something like that. But um, I, was, I recognize. Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. He was the um, I think he was the father's best friends. Yeah, one of the father's best friend. Um, let's see, it was him yeah. and 
There was the intelligent one, and then yeah. the the laughing right. patient is what he was. Yeah. But no, this this movie doesn't disappoint, man. It really delivers what you're expecting. And uh, like I said, who doesn't want to watch two ladies kick ass? <laughs> no. Oh, man. It, t- two things I want to talk about for sure in this film are wardrobe choices, which this is 1985, so they, they, it's all like the hair. poofy clothes the hair. and yeah. the hair and <laughs> short hair, you know, and this movie starts out right, right away out from the gate, you know, Michelle Yeoh going into a bookstore book with some weirdo. You could tell he's gonna he's gonna whip his dick out. You could just look at him and tell he's wearing a lawn jacket. And when he does, she knows he's coming, so she, she closes a book on his dick, and it's hilarious, you know. But then it gets really serious, like out of dime, and you, you gotta love like that switch. I was like, what the fuck's going on in this fucking movie? All of a sudden, people get their heads blown off with their windshields and. Shotgun blast to the chest, and of course she has to turn around because she only has a flasher in her backseat. Obviously, uh, no, but the, the the wardrobe and the soundtrack choices because there's there's a bad guy in this movie that wears a white suit constantly. He's like the main henchman of Mister Tin, who's our main bad guy in this movie. And every time he comes on, and almost every time Mister Tin comes on. You hear a very familiar cue, which is probably why this film has never been released all that often to the States, because it's it's John Carpenter's Halloween theme, just playing blatantly throughout this movie. If you listen to it, it's 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 pretty obvious, because uh, this guy's like the unstoppable machine, which of course, the, the ladies defeat in the end in grand fashion. There's two things these films have in common, is they have incredible stunts, and they have incredible third acts, because... But both of the third acts of this film have had great action set pieces in them, and this one is is no exception. They they go, they bust into Mister Tin's place, and there's of course a, a massive battle because is one thing a main bad guy needs is lots of henchmen, and he has lots of henchmen, and it literally starts with an explosion, which of course destroys any evidence they have against him because it's just a little piece of plastic. This little microfilm and Jamie, you're missing it out on this girl. It's a it's a film with a microfilm in it. So <laughs> oh missing my out, Jamie. That's right. Microfish. <laughs> that, that's that's one thing Jamie's obsessed with is the microfish in films, and uh, she's missing out on ones. So I feel kind of bad about this, but um, anyway, like 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 Iris and, and Don said, this this film does not disappoint on the action because you get they're they're young. I mean, the first time I saw Cynthia. And Michelle Yeoh would probably be a good five or six years later, you know, because especially Cynthia, who was all over the VHS video market with China O'Brien and Lady, Lady Dra- Dragon. Lady Dragon, yeah. yeah. Lady Dragon, that was the first one I saw of hers. With Ray- Rage and Honor, is that another one? There, there, there's, there was a lot of them she was in. And, yeah, um... <laughs> I think there was. I think there was even a sequel to that one too. I think. Well, there's sequels for for days. There's at least two China O'Briens. I think uh, there's um, at least two Lady Dragons for sure. Yeah. I want to see they yeah. were all put out by like Vidmark or something. So, so somebody Dude. owns the rights to these. So I'm hoping for like a a nice MVD release of some of these one day because they're they're you know MVD is is one of those labels that's that's. Or MBD, MBC, the ones that put Double Dragon on a Blu-ray, a special edition Blu-ray, with like a ninety-minute documentary on there, and like something only stupid asses like myself would watch. 
for somebody like me, because if I buy a disc, I'm watching everything on the disc. Yes. Yeah, I'm one of those kinds of people. But yeah, she she, she exploded on the VHS market. And it took her a while to get here, but seeing stuff like this, the, the early stuff, to where she's just doing gonzo shit. There's a, there's a move that she does in this movie in an airport, Cynthia, where she jumps off the wall like she's fucking... Uh, uh oh, who's who's singing in the rain? I forget now. Um, is that Gene Kelly? She does like the Gene Kelly jump kick off the wall and just smashes him in the face. And then, uh, it's it's magical to watch. It's it's something else. Uh it's just fun all around. It's it's, it's a great action movie, and I think you guys should check it out if if it's available. I, I had to go into the internet to find this movie. So, and uh. Yeah, I, I hope it, it has some kind of release, and if I if it does, I'll try to remember to put a um, a link in the show notes for you guys to buy this because it is it is amazing and uh, super fun. The the women are kicking ass all over the fucking place. Lots of dudes flying through glass, and ah, oh, it's, it's it's a good time. But uh, I'll kick it to Don. Anything else you'd like to say about the movie? And what does he give it? One to ten. Yeah. Um. For me, I do think that the middle of this does drag slightly because you're not following the police investigation. You're following, you know, them and their comedy, which I admit it is hilarious, but it does kind of slow the pacing down. Um, It works more. It works more in the next movie. Yeah, uh, I'll definitely agree to that. I think the comedy there is a lot more genuine and it's a lot less detrimental to the film. Mm hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, um, I mean, that fight scene in the nightclub, I think that to me is the highlight of the movie because you've got both of them going against the one guy and holding his own. And that sets up the final fight at the end, which is the each one gets one on one with one henchman. And after that's after taking all the other nameless thugs on. But, uh, yeah, no, this is a lot of fun. Um I'm de- I'm coming in with this real real solid nine. Cool, Iris. Um, I'm gonna have to go um with a solid nine too. It was uh, the the pacing for me. I don't know. I didn't lose much pacing, even though it, uh, in the kind of like Don was saying in the middle, there was a, that comedy part of it. Um, but for me, I kind of come to expect that in, in these movies. Um. It, it was action packed uh, for me. I like I said, good pacing for me. Um, it, it was like nostalgic because I get to go back into the eighties when I, you know, was when I was a, a young adult. Uh, so that was kind of fun, and I, I kind of stare at the clothing and the hair, and I'm like, oh my god, did we actually wear things like that? Yes, you did. I, I did. <laughs> oh my god! I think I think the worst atrocity I ever had was I had some hand me down Ocean Pacific clothes from a neighbor. I thought they were like the coolest thing ever. You oh know? man, OPs were great, man. <laughs> but you know the jackets with the collars and stuff, and I was like, oh. I remember. Yes, God. I do. <laughs> Members only jackets and all that, right? Um. So I never yeah, had one I of those never had one of those. Good lord, I, I had a red one, kind of like Michael Jackson's. But my uncle um, sported yeah. a, a, bra- a beige leather one for years, man. Oh my god, yeah, he thought, right? He, he was amazing, my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
yeah, I'm going to come in with a nine because it's extremely entertaining, well-made. The choreography was above par for me, so yeah. Yeah, it, it's all there. I, I, I think my only major bitch is the very end of this movie. Just It, it seems... It left something to be desired, like the very, very end of this movie. I don't want to give it away, but the bad guy gets it, but in a really lame way. And yeah. the, the 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 end is 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 it, it's a real minor bitch. It's still it's still like a nine eight point five to me. I, I still think it's dynamite film. You guys should all watch it. But the very very end um, is 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 kind of lame. But then you get a great like action montage through the credits, so it makes you want to watch the credits, and you kind of forget about all that action. You know, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, I give it a good a good eight point five to a nine as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it again after I watch the the first one, which has no connection to this one apparently. But uh, I'm gonna I've seen like uh, YouTube cuts, like YouTube uh, clip shows, and I really want to watch it. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, that's about it for this one. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next one. Uh, Meals on Wheels. Right after this. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Maddie. Do you like horror movies? I sure do. Well, did you know that most horror movies are inspired by real-life horror? Really? Like what? Well, take The Shining, for instance. That's based on Stephen King's real-life addictions, or The Purge, which could be our country any minute now. Oh, and The Strangers, which is based on a real-life murder. People should be talking about these things. Hey, Guys. Oh, oh, hey, Producer, Producer Michael. Producer Michael, hi. Oh, well, I hate to break it to you, but somebody already is. It's you. <gasps> That's right. We are Friday the 13th, the podcast where we talk about horror in real life and horror in media, all from an LGBTQ perspective. Because we gay, y'all. We are proud members of the Legion Podcast Network, and we can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever your favorite podcasts are found. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Come along with us on this crazy journey, and as always, get slayed. How's business? Is it any good? No. It's worse than ever. Guys, I need a favor from you. I want you to find a child. Know her name? My name's Sylvia. I don't know why my client wants her, but those other guys are trying to kidnap her as well. I am in the presence of the dumbest private detective in the world. who this Sylvia is. She's hot. Moron. These guys are coming after me. So many of you, we can't bring back one girl. I thought we were supposed to be friends. It still has nothing to do with us. You know what? The Spanish may be assholes, but you're a lot worse. What was that? I said the Spanish are assholes. Okay, okay. David and I will show them what we're made of. The Three Musketeers. Do the impossible. Meals on Wheels uh, from 1984 stars uh, Jackie Chan. Biao Yuen, hey, I might even pronounce that correctly. 
Samo Hung, and uh, a ton of other Asian people. Well, uh, and some Spanish people as well. We'll get into the, to why that is. Uh, your plot synopsis for this is... I'm going to use the second one here. Cousins, because they are cousins, Thomas and David, owners of a mobile restaurant, team up with their friend Moby, a bumbling private detective, to save it. the beautiful Sylvia, a pickpocket. She's a horror too, people. Uh, <laughs> action and humor abound in the streets of Barcelona, culminating with a battle in the castle hideout of an evil gang. There's more to it than that. But Iris, what's your thoughts on Meals on Wheels? Um, I really enjoyed it. Here's another one that I really enjoy. I mean, it's a Jack Chan movie, so you know you're going to get some, again, good action on this. Um, and it was... Well, it was a typical Jackie Chan movie. It's cute. It's funny. It's intriguing. There's comedy in there mixed in with good martial arts, like uh, the fight, the very first fight, I guess that you could call it with the motorcycle gang. You know, there was some good stunts, excellent stunts, especially the one where they both kick the bikers off their their motorcycles. You know, with that flying kick. I mean, that was amazing and you know the typical oh i fell on my butt so i'm going to rub it and make funny faces as i walk away limping you know it's, it's always funny it's always funny when it happens. <laughs> right it's great it is just freaking great i just love these <laughs> movies and this is another one that totally gave me exactly what i expected and what i wanted out of one of these films you have the damsel in distress you've got the um you know the, the the two well actually these are the three guys the the three amigos if anything uh samuel hung in this um i was hoping to see more of him but what we do see at the time is funny and it's very typical samuel hung the the last battle with the epays and <laughs> the the count was uh or the wannabe count i should say was good, but the the separate fights that Jackie Chan and Bao had, those I really really enjoyed because first of all, usually in in some of the Jackie Chan movies, he's kind of like the underdog, but not like he was in these. In these, he was kind of like he was almost a master. He was almost there, but not quite because he needed a little growing to do, right? And you can see that in that fighting style. And it it was it was good to watch. I really really enjoyed it. And then Bao and his fight, that was another pretty amazing fight too. So I was really really enjoying this movie. Um, all of a sudden I realized <laughs> it, it's like, oh wow, this was an hour and th- you know thirty something minutes. It really didn't feel like it because again the pacing of these movies is you're like going from one thing to another, funny fight fight funny. Uh, a little bit of heartwarming, you running away from the bad guys, another fight. So, you know, it stacks up like that for you. And, and this is just, just a perfect stacking for me. And I thought it was just fun. And this is something that I think I'd even sit down and watch with the little man. I was going to ask you, did he watch it with you? Because he would really, really like it, I think. Yeah, I, he really would. Um, but at the time when I was watching it, he wasn't home anymore. He was with his dad. So, gotcha. But I'll, I'll sit and watch this with him. Cool. Donny Rings. Yeah, um, this is another blast from my childhood. Um, yeah, um, I've long made the joke that Godzilla and Jackie Chan raised me as much as my parents have, because I spent most of my youth with those two. And 
this is one of the ones that helped helped raise me. Um, I'm a, I absolutely love this movie. Uh, like we said last time, there was um, a lot of weird comedy that disrupted the pace. This one here, the comedy works to enhance the pace because there is some hysterical moments here. I mean, I just love all like how smooth he is in the courtyard where he's delivering all the food, where he's diving underneath people and shoving trays along canvases and skating on his skateboard. Great skateboarding skills, by the way. Yeah, that's that was just hysterical. I remember just laughing my ass off at that. And then I remember, like Ira said, where he jumps off the window when he falls flat on his ass. But then... <laughs> But what uh, what makes that scene so funny is his comeback, where Bialis says, "Why'd you do that?" He says, "Why'd you tell me to jump?" And he said, "I told you not to jump." And he says, "Well, what were you about ready to tell me?" And I, he's like, "Well, I told you not to jump." He's putting the tarp back up. <laughs> so uh, stuff like that, I, I love that stuff. That is just like prime Jackie Chan comedy. And then you know you've got just some of the greatest fights that he's choreographed the i mean the one fight with his main henchman that he that he has at that castle that is just i was brutal man that was just brutal and strangely enough that guy actually has another fight with him in another movie that's even better yeah what's what's, what's this movie don you gotta tell us now see dragons forever oh okay Dragons Forever. Ooh. That one's most. That one's most famous because it's the last time the um, Biao Hung and Chan teamed up in the same movie. Cool. I'll have to check that out now. See. Oh, Definitely. Yeah, that that is amazing, and the fight in that movie is even better. Because that's because it's six or seven years later, so Chan's even better fighter. So nice. like I like Iris said, where you can tell that he's just not quite there yet. I. Because this is after the point where he's done Police Story and Armor of God, so he's like got that. In, he's gotten those under his belt. Isn't he one and, of the no- notorious fake Bruce Lees too? Like Bruce Lai or one of one of those Bruce? N- no, I think that they never. I think they said that they tried it, but they never got there. I don't think he ever made. I, I don't think he ever made himself out to be like a Bruce Lai or a. I think the closest one that they tried him was um, it was left it was like seventy five or seventy six. It was like r- just before he got famous because he. I think it was uh, Snake in the Eagle Shadow was the first one that got him out there, wasn't it? I, was I Snake, don't know. I, I think it was. I, Snake I know about like his later, like I guess his later work. Or yeah, what they tried uh, to pass I, off as his later work, you know, they did that too, right, Don? Yeah, because like I said, um, the movie that they call Operation Condor is actually the sequel to Operation Condor Two, because Operation Operation Condor Two: Armor of God is actually the first film, and then Operation Condor is actually the was actually released as the sequel, but they released the sequel first in America so that's called Operation Condor so it's one of those where you look at it and like on the if you look at it when you're like writing out a list or like alphabetical you'll see Operation Condor from 91 but then you'll see Operation Condor 2 from like 86 that's so, strange but you know here we, <laughs> we live in yeah. a strange world you know yeah so it's I, I think it's one of those situations but I mean yeah I'm, more, I'm much more familiar with like 1980 onward yeah, I mean, yeah, like Project A and 
you know, police story and crime story and all that stuff. So, nice. but yeah, um, again, you know, wheels on meals is just, a, is so much fun. I, it's one of my favorites. Now, does dragons forever go on by a different name. Cause, um, there's, um, there's some titles on, I'm, I'm looking at Amazon prime as we speak. And there's some, some Jackie Chan titles that I haven't seen that I'll probably catch. One's called the, one's called the prisoner that has, uh, him and Sam in it as well. Okay, um, if you're looking for a plot description, it should be about um, closing down a water treatment plant that's a cover for a drug ring. Okay, I don't think I've seen that right now, but uh, okay, we'll, that, figure, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a little uh, that's a little help there. Um, he's a lawyer, and the, he's he's a lawyer that's in charge of stuff. He gets caught up in this um, one case that's tangentially related to the crime ring, so it like brings him into that world. And then Samo is his, um, I think Samo is his assistant, and then Yoon Biao is like a pickpocket that he had that he's like a friends with. But then he gets drawn in because, you know, like all kinds of craziness happens. Cool. But yeah, um, it's about taking care, taking out a treatment like a power plant or a treatment plant or something that's fronting as a, that's a front for a drug ring that's the plot of the movie gotcha oh boy yeah this one for me um i i never seen it before i've heard of it before in other shows people talking about it and it sounded really fun and then uh of course it's on amazon prime like i mentioned you guys could watch it right now if you want to after you get the show or stop the show and go watch it however you guys want to handle these things it's awesome it's fun the, the comedy's fun um, it, it, it all, it's a nice, it's a great mixture between comedy and action to where you get, you get some laughs in there. Of course, Sylvia is, is a character in this film that, uh, the woman they befriend who they, you know, they're not really the best at exposition because they call her a princess right away. Just, just by casual. And wouldn't you know it? She is some kind of like nobility because the whole plot of this movie is they find this out and they have to go try to get her back home to, to get her inheritance, which is being held by these sleazy people. And of course they have to fight the sleazy people to, to get her to where she has to get her, her, you know, her what's coming to her, I guess her inheritance. Cause the whole, the whole beginning of this movie is, uh, not the beginning, but like the, the part after the beginning is this, and this, he, he's some kind of inspector going to go talk to Sam O'Hung, who has, I'm not sure if it's a Jerry curl going on in this movie or something. I can't tell you what that is, but it is 1984, so there's a good chance he might have some natural curls going on, or possibly some relaxer in there. I don't know. It's it's it, it just looks greasy, and I've always loved Sam. I've, I've always loved fat guys who could do extraordinary things, and Samo was always a heavy dude who could do extraordinary things. So you give me a fat guy who could, you know, I've always loved Bam Bam Bigelow, the wrestler, because he's a fat guy who could do a standing backflip. You're no longer with us, but it was something to watch a fat guy do a standing backflip. And Samo had some pretty has some had. I'm saying like he's fucking dead or something. He's not dead. Has some pretty incredible moves. I'm sure even as an old man. Um, um, yeah, lots of fun stuff. Stuff you guys mentioned about you know the the, the um, Jackie's moves. I, I loved I loved this, the 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 small part you get with the skateboard because. He's doing some incredible things with the skateboard. You think he would have had a whole second career as a as a skateboarder, but I don't know if that's true or not, or even if that's possible. I I, I don't know, but he, he he was pretty great on that board. 
And this is, like I said, this is 84. So you got to keep in mind when these movies came out. But you look at the clothes and the stuff that's going on. This is all Western stuff that came came into these movies. And I, 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 love, I love the culture. And it's good stuff. And the, the, the interaction between the cousins is a lot of fun. And it's it's all it's all a lot a lot of stuff that, that has fight scenes mixed in, and they're mixed in in just the right places until, like I said, they have a grand third act in this film, in which the three martial artists who have three different very very different styles get to show off, you know, in, in a way. Sambo not so much, but the other two guys they got to show off their 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 skills and. Don, Don says that Dragon's Forever has an even better fight scene between those two guys, but the scene with Jackie fighting with, um... What was his name again, Don? Danny or Kitas. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, they they call him the Jet. Just go ahead and call him that. Yeah. They're fighting, the, they're fighting each other, and it is one of the best fight scenes that I've I've ever seen. And, and, and like, one-on-one. Because they're, they're about equal. They don't, they don't quite know what to do there. So, so... One, of course, is going to get the upper hand eventually once once they get all tired out and stuff. And it takes a good 10 minutes to get it. So you got a great choreographed, probably 8 to 10 minute fight scene. And it, it's, it's, it's quite wonderful. And uh, I had a great time watching both of these movies. And this, this, is, this one pulled off the comedy and the action blend better than Yes, Madam. But it doesn't deter me away from liking one over the other. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. I I don't want to give away too much. You guys can go watch it on Amazon Prime. Like I said, it's it's there to watch. It's dubbed. So people are like eh, I don't want to read subtitles. Well, you got to read subtitles. Yes, madam. Not on not on Meals on Wheels because it's it's dubbed for you. It's dubbed it's dubbed for your pleasure on Amazon <laughs> Prime. <laughs> um, Iris, uh, anything else you have to say about the film? What do you give it? One to ten. Um. Yeah, we kind of. I kind of forgot to mention that Herb Edelman is in this, of all things. Um, At the beginning... Explain. I don't know who this person is. Okay, at the beginning where Sumo comes in and there's a guy sitting in his in an office and he's like, oh, dude, I got to go. Here, you you are now a private detective. Ciao. Um, So Herb Edelman is uh, from... Quite a few other movies. Uh, he was um, Blanche's husband in the Golden Girls. Uh, he was in, he was in, uh, you know, the the Odd Couple, the original movie, uh, the Odd Couple. He's been in uh, all kinds of, you know, TV stuff. Uh, Ironside, uh, the new Van Dyck, the the Van Dyck Dyke Show, Partridge Family. I mean. He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, so to me, he was a very familiar face, being that, you know, growing up as a kid in the 70s, he was in a lot of uh, just TV shows at that time. Um, but as for a a rating, oh, and we didn't mention why it was it was filmed. It wasn't filmed in Hong Kong. And uh, Sammo Hung... Uh, had to take it outside of Hong Kong because these guys had already such a following and had become had a such a superstar status that they could not walk around Hong Kong and not be stopped by people or you know kind of like kind of like you know the Beatles where everybody's running yeah. like oh 
So he decided to take it out of the country so he could actually film what he wanted to film. Well, they so, used their uh, settings real well in this movie. I, I, yeah, I they did. It. Especially uh, when uh, when they're questioning the butler. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, that was, but that was very nice. But uh, I'm going to give this a, a nine also because, again, enjoyed the movie. The pacing was great for me. Comedy fights and character development, it was all there. So, yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot. Cool. Donnie. Yeah, um, I I enjoy this one. It's one of my favorite Chan vehicles. Everything about this one works for me. Uh, I do have just minor nitpicking flaws. Like, the finale for all three fights at the end are just kind of like, they end with a whimper. Like, there's no real, like, big definitive conclusion, like, conclusive statement that I beat you in the fight. They all just kind of, like, end. Yeah. Um that's one of my minor little flaws. And then there's just like really, really like just nitpicky stuff. That's not even really worth bringing up. Um, you know, everybody is just in amazing form here. Like last time where, you know, like, like we said with Michelle and Cynthia this time, you know, Jackie, Samo and Yoon are just absolutely incredible that they're just top flight all around. Comedy's impressive. The action scenes are great. We didn't even bring up the car chase that they had. Yeah, which too, is yeah. yeah which is you know you don't really see that too often in his movies because he always likes to stick to like hand-to-hand fighting rather than gun fights and you know like car chases but yeah it's a fun one and i'm i really enjoy this one i'm gonna go nine and a half on this cool yeah i i, I like the blend like i said the comedy and the action really really work really well in this film and I, i'm not gonna go crazy far into it. If you haven't seen it, you should watch it. It's readily available. Like I said, uh, 9 out of 10. I, I really dug it and I'm glad we did both these movies because I, I think they, uh, they they make a nice double bill for somebody who wanted to watch uh, it's a nice co- comedy mixed with uh, a lot of great martial arts action. And uh, I suggest uh, you guys go seek out both of them. Uh, but that's about it for this review. And we'll be right back to close out the show. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcast, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, Obsessive Cinema, Discourse, Pick 6 Movies, The Podcast by the Cemetery, The Podcast on Haunted Hill, The Psycho-Semantic Podcast, Rick Radio, House of Wax, Dude Looks Like the 80s, Rabbit and Red Radio, The Shadecast, Short Bus Cinema, Two Drink Minimum Commentaries, The VD Clinic, Who Will Survive Horror Podcast, and Which Versus the Doomsday Clock. With such a widespread of shows, there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with. Horror, politics, movies, books, sex, music, commentaries, health, video games, kaiju, action, news, comedy, and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world. We are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world. Check us out at www.legionpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found.
I come to the end, guys, and uh, I'd like to thank our very, very special guest who, was, who, was ex who jumped at us to come on the show, and I'm glad about that. Donnie Rings, thank you, sir. Oh, no problem. Yeah, it's been a blast to talk about him for once because I've never done this on a show, so fun to go back and relive some of my childhood. So thank you for having me. Thank you I both imagine, for having me. I, I'd imagine oh, Bill... Yeah, I'd imagine Bill wouldn't want to do do something like this on the show. It's like just like uh, let Don have his little martial arts show or something. <laughs> <laughs> he would be bitching to your ear off right now. See, <laughs> well, he didn't tell me so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't bitch at me when I postponed a recording to do this. So, yeah. there well, you well, go. You'll, you'll hear forever about mystics in Bali, though. <laughs> until you probably die and uh, uh, um, no it's Boxer's Omen that I get, I get Boxer's at. Omen okay yeah <laughs> is this the one with the floating head or whatever the hell I forget yeah which one they both have one they okay. both have one but they both have it but Mystics is more prominent <laughs> gotcha tell us what you got coming up Don okay so um, like I said the uh, previously scheduled uh, Mafia recording that I put off to come here um, is going to be Street Trash was a um favorite that uh, was suggested based on uh, the final showing the final season of uh, Joe Bob's drive-in and uh, something that they wanted to cover and it's been nearly 20 years since I've seen that so uh, that's going to be our next show we're probably going to have that out by the time this is released uh, just based on our schedules and all that so um, other than that, uh, my other show is a uh, kaiju show, um, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space. We're going to go back and do Godzilla this time. We're going to be looking at uh, Godzilla versus Biollante for that. So, nice. Are, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, bought, I bought that Blu-ray when it came out. And I oh, uh, don't, don't get me started on that. Um, I've got a story to tell on that show about the Blu-ray. <laughs> it's like way out of print now. Yeah, tell me about it. I've got a story to tell on that, and I'll bring it up. Okay. Oh, boy. Iris, what about you, girl? Well, um, we just uh, did um, on, uh, on EFC, or the Exploitation Filmcast, we did The Violent Years, and we had Lisa Petrucci of Something Word Videos as a guest, and that was a lot of fun. And I, the, I never heard Mark blush on the air. Is all I'm saying. Right? Isn't that cute? He was all like, <sighs> oh, "Oh my god!" I got, I got like ten so... minutes into, the, I got like ten minutes into that, but then we had to, I had to stop and finish up some notes for my other thing, and I couldn't get to finish it. So, yeah, that's the next one on my feed. Awesome. Yeah, it, it's lots of fun. Um, and if you want to check us out uh, exploitation filmcast uh, you can find us on exploitationfilmcast.libsyn.com or go find us on um, Facebook we have a group and just look for exploitation filmcast there do a search and join us join us in a group we're going to have fun and then um, we are trying to get together with Mike Doug and uh, Mr. Venom uh, to record another of the theme warriors. So we're still trying to schedule that. But besides that, that's pretty much it. Cool. Yeah. Um, Fleas and Flicks starting early this year. It, it's not starting like a uh, popping off really, but it's still a good, I don't know, five months away at least, you know. But I've been getting some pretty uh, neat stuff for it so far. 
just from correspondence, and t today is, is no exception. I, I had the big, the greatest mail day ever today, and I say that because I'll, I'll be getting more stuff. But this 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 is awesome. Susan Sarandon is, is was doing a play in New York City and was taking mail, and I said okay. So I sent her four things, and she sent them back to me, and they're beautiful. Ask her if she's seen them, and I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to putting them in the auction and for you guys to have them. So. Tell your ma, tell your pa, don't go back to Arkansas. It's probably a bad place to live. I don't know. It could be. Sorry to the folks in Arkansas. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to have these items. I'm excited to get more items because I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on some stuff. Uh, I don't want to name any. I don't want to name the people until I have it in my hands. Let's put it that way. So when I have it in my hands, you guys will know it, and I hope you're you're excited as I am about possibly owning. A fine piece of memorabilia, and uh, then um, please inflict charity auction first weekend of December. I'm uh, I'm I'm really excited to to put it on again, and hopefully make it a little bigger this year. So if you have a lot of friends who are interested in these kind of things, um, one of them <clears throat> is a picture with her. It's 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 in the lab. It's 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 Frank and Furter, Brad, Janet. And Barry does cons, and so does Tim. So it'd be a nice set piece for your your your, your movie room to add those two to the to the, to the picture. And uh, very much. So um, look look for that because that that's gonna be out there. The Bull Durham one I'm keeping. I I told her this in my the nice letter that I sent her. You know, which started with dearest Susan because you know she she is near and dear to my heart. And uh, so is that baseball film. And uh, she's a big part of that. I like to fuck her in the bathtub. I'm just throwing it out there. Even <laughs> oh, she is beautiful, isn't she? I don't know if I last 60 minutes, you know, but I'd fuck her in a bathtub for sure. You know? <laughs> I say this like I'm talking rude about her, but she is a beautiful older woman. And you know what? Yeah, I, I, was, I, was, I was overjoyed and humbled to get the, those lovely pieces of mail today. And, uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna leave it at that. Twitter at GW, Twitter at Cinevive Cast. Come check out the Legion Podcast Network and our Patreon page. Without you guys, we would not have a network. Thanks for uh, downloading and listening to all the great shows on there, which it would be on the bumper before you guys are listening to us talk right now. Uh, that Jerry Herring made. You guys you get to hear Jerry Herring's voice on every episode of this show. Congratulations! No, I love that guy. Jerry Herring's an awesome guy. And um, next show uh, that, that should be out after this one is uh, guess what? We're doing more TV, but not Freddy's Nightmares because we, we need a break from that sometimes. But this is going to be a Cinema Beef one uh, regular episode, which Court brought to the table. L let's do some stuff that were you know they they sold their soul to the devil, and we couldn't find a lot of good movies, but we find some great TV shows. TV anthology shows, well, one's not, that came up. One's a thriller episode, which I forget the title of. One's a Twilight Zone, a classic one from those hour-long season four ones, uh, starring the great Burgess Meredith, called Printer's Devil, if you guys don't know the plot of that one. Basically, they sell their soul to the devil on, on a typewriter so they can get the the news uh, before anybody else. And uh, that's an episode. And as a bonus, and this is more of a vanity thing for me because I love the show oh so much, we're doing the Monkeys episode, 
the devil and Peter Tork, or Peter Tork and the devil, one of the two, in which Peter Tork gets a harp from a shady dealer and, of course, sells his soul to the devil so he can play it so well. It's a one-off episode, and I love... I, I can't wait to talk about it. I know Court's coming on. Suzanne's going to be there for sure. Possibly an Irish chaser. She, she, uh, she's on the fence right now. She's busy with stuff, I understand. But um, I'm, I'm waiting, and uh, I'm waiting to talk about these episodes. I hope you guys dig it on the very next episode of the Sin and Beef Podcast. But uh, that's about it for this one. And um, remember, folks, at the Sin and Beef Podcast, if you've got beef, we've got the grinder. See you next time. Ah! <laughs>